Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Who said that? Who the f said that? There's a Tommy ass! Phone's for you. I think it's the devil. Who are these fing guys? There's a Tommy ass! We'll go to the loony bin together. It's a lot of nonsense. A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest man. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back again for another episode of the Total BS Podcast. All week I've been saying Killer Bee Podcast like I'm some kind of a-hole. <laughs> What's going on, Justin? How are we doing today? Doing good. So I learned a new word this week. It's called an entanglement. <laughs> and this word is a fancy word of saying, hey, I'm going to cheat on you. I'm going to use the word entanglement when I talk to my dietitian. <laughs> You might you might have to explain yourself a little better than that because I am not quite uh, clear on what you're talking about. Entangle? You don't know what the word entanglement? So no, I never... know what it means, but why why with your dietitian? So because oh, you're going to cheat on your diet? Yes. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Total BS podcast coming up right here. Your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool is just part of the program. Spit your best sixteen if you must. You're not whack. You just sound whack rapping after us. Yo. Your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not even going to beat around the bush. We're not even going to take any time to talk about what we're going to get into. Just know that we got a jam-packed show full of stuff today. Good. And we're going to start it off because this week was one of the worst weeks in sports, period. I mean, you just had bad news breaking left and right. And unfortunately, college football started to get into the picture. Um, and we were all waiting for it, trying to figure out how these schools and these conferences are going to try and pull it off this season. And the Big Ten kind of led the way by canceling all their non-conference games. And uh, today, uh, it, the Pac-12 followed their lead. The ACC did so as well, and I'm sure more to follow. But we wanted to get an expert and somebody who follows college football very closely. So we bring in John Wilner. Uh, John, how you doing today, sir? I'm good, thanks. How you guys? Fantastic. Um, you know, I, I think we could we can start it off by saying, uh, you know, what was your overall impression? Is this something expected? Uh, you know, you you call it, cover college football. I'm sure you've heard some of the scuttlebutt around. Um, and then when this news actually started to break nationwide, what was your overall take? Well, I think that the surprising aspect of it was when it happened, not what happened, right? I mean, the way things have been going uh, across the country for the last you know month or so uh, certainly made playing non-conference games a lot more precarious. I'm not sure many people expected that the decisions would be made in the first half of July. The Big Ten went ahead very early, and I think that certainly had an impact on the Pac-12, and we'll see what happens with the SEC. I think they've got a meeting on Monday. Uh, but I think first half of July, most people probably wouldn't have figured that we'd be at this point in the process. Most, I think, were expecting, and I was, probably the last last week of July, first week of August, would be uh, a time when the conferences would set their plans. So, John – be honest. Let's go back to earlier this week when you first heard the news about, you know, conferences going to 
a conference only schedule. Did you think, okay, this is the best way for college football to happen? Or do you think, you know, the season is possibly trending into not happening or maybe even going into the spring? Well, I think both, right? I mean, I have thought for a few weeks that conference only was going to be an inevitability if they were going to try to play in the fall, because there's just no way there's the difference in testing and safety protocols is too great to play non-conference games. You're putting your own guys at risk if you're playing an opponent that doesn't have the same, you know, procedures. So the non-conference basically became the only way they were going to be able to play this fall. They still may not be able to play this fall, right? If things keep going like they are, the presidents and chancellors are going to abort, and they'll hope, hopefully try to play in January or February, something like that. So I think basically the answer is both. This is their best chance for the fall, but it doesn't guarantee that they're going to play. But what if, what if it goes into the spring? What do you think this could do for the college football seasons in 2021 and 2022 and also the NFL? Well, I mean, if they can't play in the fall, the, the spring is the last resort, right? If they can't play in the fall, it certainly will impact and they do play, say, conference-only schedules in January through March or February through April, it will certainly have an impact on guys who are thinking about going pro, right? Because the NFL so far said they're not going to budge on their draft process. But if you're a university and you got $30 million in TV money that based on you playing games – in the spring, you're going to play those games whether you got your star quarterback or not because he's bolted for the draft, right? So the the economic imperative is such that they will play in the in the spring if that's really their only option. It does have an impact. It could have an impact on the start of the 2021 season. There's no doubt about that. You can't ask these guys to play into April and then have them show up to training camp on August 1st. So, yeah. but again, it's all secondary. They are so desperate for that money. Football is 80% of everybody's budget, basically, that they'll do whatever they need to do to get in as much of a season as they can, whether it's in the fall or the, the spring. If you're a gambling man, would you, would you bet on the fact that we will have college football at all this season? Uh, if, you're, if the season includes the academic year, I would bet on it, sure. Uh, I think it's probably, you know, 40, 50% chance that they'll be able to play a decent schedule in the, in the fall. But I think that between the fall and the spring, they'll, we'll probably see something. Yeah, I think there's a good chance of that. And it could end up being that they play in the fall and then they shut it down and then they pick it back up in the spring. I mean, everything is on the table because they don't have any choice. They got to play or else they're going to have huge budget problems and there's going to be massive layoffs. Uh, Olympic sports probably get cut. So they'll do whatever they can to play. Going back to what you said about how moving the football season the spring could affect the start of the 2021 season in the NFL, do you also think another domino could be, you know, guys preparing for the NFL draft? Let's say Trevor Lawrence. We all know he's probably going to be a number one pick in the draft regardless if he plays or not. Do you think that there could be guys like Trevor Lawrence who decide to opt out and get ready for the draft rather than play in spring? Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of guys will, right? Uh, half of Alabama's roster may opt out of playing in the uh, spring season, uh, for all we know. Lawrence, other guys, no doubt about that. But again, TV's going to pay no, no matter who's 
playing quarterback, right? So whether Trevor Lawrence is playing quarterback for Clemson or somebody else, ACC is getting that TV money and it's getting funneled to Clemson. So the, the schools that won't have a choice, they don't want to do it. They don't want to play in the spring. But if that's their only way to get TV money and potentially get some kind of postseason money, right? That's the other big unanswered question is what's going to happen to the college football playoff. But that's another, you know, tens of millions of dollars uh, from the football postseason. So they'll, that economic imperative is such that they'll do whatever they have to. In your estimation, outside of labor strife, um, has there ever been a situation um, that has been potentially as catastrophic as this one to sports in general? Uh, well, I mean, this is there's been nothing like this, right? I mean, we'll see how the the name, image, likeness situation affects college sports long haul, right? I mean, I don't know that it's going to shift the balance of power tremendously, right? The the big schools are already getting all the good guys, all the good players, uh, but certainly changing the economics of college sports is a positive step and will have some implications. You know, the transfer, immediate eligibility for transfers, which probably will go into effect with the, uh, in August of 2021, that is going to have a big impact. But the virus is, um, you know, it could decimate athletic departments. And the thing is, if you have sports because you've lost 80% of your revenue, right? I mean, talk about Arizona, $800 million budget, probably 80 80 million of that's coming from football directly or indirectly. You lose that money, you end up having to cut sports. It's hard to bring them back after you've cut them, right? So there, the long-term implications uh, are could be devastating if they can't play. John Wilner, I, I gotta, I, I gotta ask you something here about Notre Dame, and that's like the big question that everyone wants to know: What the hell is going to happen to Notre Dame, and what's going to happen to a lot of these independent teams? Well, BYU is in huge trouble. Uh, I think Notre Dame's going to happen with Notre Dame is, you know, the ACC, they've got a whole bunch of their teams uh, are have non-conference games that are going to get canceled. Notre Dame already plays half its schedule against the ACC because it's a, you know, it's a full member in every other sport and then it's a partner in football. So let's say Boston College has got a game scheduled against Illinois. Well, that game is canceled, Right because the Big Ten is not playing non-conference. Well, Notre Dame can then play Boston College to basically give Notre Dame a full ACC schedule uh, instead of a, a partial ACC schedule. So they'll be okay. Uh, I'm not sure. BYU is going to – they could have a, a lot of trouble, though, because they're going to have teams from all over canceling. And they don't have a fallback plan like Notre Dame does where there's a partial membership in a, in a conference. No, I, and I, uh, one of my also big questions is you know, what's going to happen to a lot of these FCS programs or smaller schools who scheduled Pac-12, Big Ten opponents, and they're not going to play them. And because they're not going to play them, like for instance, for us, uh, for here in, in AZ, Arizona and Portland State. Portland State is expected to make $550,000 from that game with Arizona. Last year, Tennessee paid Georgia State nine hundred fifty grand just for them to come down to Knoxville and beat them. I mean, th this is money that's not going to be going to these schools. So could this be a big issue for a lot of smaller programs? Well, I mean, it's going to be uh, devastating for some of them for sure. It's going to be interesting to see how these contracts for canceled games get played out. 
a lot of contracts have, you know, this force majeure clause where basically if there's an act of God, so to speak, the game gets canceled, nobody is liable. But I'm sure that teams in the group of five, teams in the FCS, they challenge that to try to recoup some of the money uh, from the cancellation because the conferences are making the decision, right? So Arizona is, or ASU say they cancel an FCS opponent. I mean, is it force majeure that conference is making the decision uh, in early July and the, those schools are going to take them to court to try to get money back? Or everybody comes upon some kind of middle ground because you remember, you're going to want to have relationships with some of these schools going forward. So we could see a whole bunch of middle ground decisions like instead of paying somebody two, a 500 grand, you pay them 250 uh, as a cancellation fee. We'll, we'll see how it works out. But there are many unknowns and, and the, how the canceled games are going to get resolved is one of the big unknowns because of the financial implications for the schools. That's John Wilner, uh, one of the best in the business in covering college football and college basketball. Sir, thank you so much for joining us, John. Thank you so much, John. All right. Hey, thanks a lot for having me, guys. Stay safe. safe. You too. All right. That's John Wilner. He, uh, he's a good follow. Follow him at, at Wilner Hotline on Twitter. Uh, he's, I mean, he's full of information, and he's always dropping nuggets left and right. And uh, he, if you want to know anything that's going on, especially in the Pac-12, uh, he is definitely the man to follow. You know, Justin, just kind of follow up. Uh, we, and we apologize for some of the technical difficulties we were having, but yeah. um, you you made a good point about Notre Dame. First of all, I don't know why the hell Notre Dame is playing in the <laughs> ACC in the first place. I understand all the logistics and um, in other their other sports are playing in the ACC. Sure, I get the alignment, I, I, but in the first place, why the why the heck is Notre Dame, who is embedded in Big Ten country? not playing a Big Ten schedule and in the Big Ten conference, first of all. That makes no sense to me. BYU, um, to to John's counterpoint, I would say, is um, I understand that within the ACC, if, if like Boston College was supposed to play Georgia and they had to cancel that game, well, then they just play, they turn around and play uh, Boston College or whatever. Well, in the Pac-12, um, the same thing could be said. You know, BYU, even though they don't have an alignment with any of these schools, well, if if a team drops out, well, BYU could just jump into that slot and play that um, the Pac-12 schools, especially, or at least the Mountain West, right? Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how everything unfolds. You know, Notre Dame is an interesting case because they're independent and they always schedule, you know, big time opponents. It's not like, you know, Army where they go around, they schedule these teams, and then they lose. Because let's, let's face it, Army just isn't really. Uh, a dominant college football program like like a Notre Dame, but I also think the reason why they went with the ACC as opposed to the Big Ten, and this is just my speculation here, I think maybe it's so they can stay uniform with the protocols because it Notre Dame basketball competes in the ACC, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. So pretty you know, much maybe, every other sport. They they participate so, in the ACC. So, exactly. So maybe it's just hey, you know what? Well, we need to be uniform with all of our other sports and their protocols. So let's put Notre Dame in with the ACC, so that way everything can stay uniform and we can follow everything in order. But you know, th this is going to be interesting to see. You know, moving forward, I really selfishly I like the conference only schedules because you know th there's sometimes. 
SEC opponents don't all play each other. Pac-12 opponents don't all play each other, and they well, may you're still skip not going to get that in the for a couple SEC. of years. Sure, just, because there's a lot of teams, so yeah. they, that may be a bad example. But for for the Pac-12, Ter- terrible example. <laughs> <laughs> You're a terrible example, Saul. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, those are three opponents that is left off your schedule. And you know what? I think it's great because I'm getting so sick and tired of turning into SEC football in the middle of October, November, and it, while the rest of college football is all playing its conference schedule, you have Alabama playing Chattanooga or you have – you know, Georgia Southern playing Tennessee in the middle of the season. No, SEC always does this. We're going to schedule cupcakes in the middle of the season. I don't want that. I don't like to see that. So I want to see SEC football. They're the best conference in college football, right? I think it'd be awesome to see SEC football every single week. I think it'd be awesome to see Pac-12 football kind of go back to its old days where everybody played its conference opponent. It's just the only thing that sucks about all this is the little guys, you know, they're not going to get that money. I used the Georgia State uh, example w- earlier when we were talking to John, and that's $950,000 going to your program. For programs in the SEC, that may not seem like a lot of money, but for Georgia State, which literally became a program three years ago, I mean, that that's quite a bit of money that could be used for the program. So it sucks because the little guys are really going to be affected by this, but what more can you do? You know, we're in this weird time right now where, you know, if we want to get football back, this is our options. So, well, you know, I I think, you know, I I think, well, I think the phrase is the hen has come home to roost. And I think for the longest time, these football programs have tried to, you know, they've been building their superpowers, right? They, it, it, it became an arms race. Everybody had to get the top of the line, you know, suite levels in their stadium. Everybody had to get top of the line locker rooms. Everybody had to get, you know, a Nike deal. Everybody had to get, you know, an Adidas deal. And and you had to bring in all this money and, you know, just to keep up with the Joneses. Otherwise, kids ain't coming to your program. You know what I mean? And, you know, cornerstone programs like Notre Dame have even had to take a turn and make some modifications and, and things of that nature. You know, like it, this isn't like 1980 or 1990 where you could just rely on your history of the program because kids ain't trying to walk in to a broke down Coliseum and play in front of their, you know, in, in front of however many fans look at Michigan, they've been struggling, you know, on the field because, you know, they can recruit, but they can't recruit at the level Ohio state has been recruiting. You know yeah. what I mean? Same thing with Alabama and your LSUs and your Clemsons. Like everybody's just hyping themselves up and, you know, and, and pouring so much money from their donors, from deals. And what's happened now you have programs all across the country that have insane budgets and this virus hits and you have no way to pay for it. Now, if so there's I, no college football, you have no way to pay for it. So I, I want to get your, your thoughts on this. Do you think that the current times can really be leverage for student athletes and getting paid and no. getting compensated? No. You don't no. think so because a lot no. of these student athletes, they're concerned right now because students are, aren't allowed to be on campus. No. Meanwhile, student athletes, football players, they're training expected to be on campus. So could, if you're a football player, could you say, well, it's almost kind of like I'm not a student anymore and you're viewing me as a worker. I got to be at these workouts at a certain time and go through all these tests. 
if students aren't allowed on campus, why am I here? Why aren't I at home right now? First and foremost, players should get paid, but that ain't going to happen. Oh, absolutely. That ain't going to happen. I'm going to tell you why right now. That's not going to happen because now what have you done? You used to have a super budget and now you just shrunk the budget. There's no way in hell any of these players are going to get a dime. Not now. Not now because all that money is allegedly supposed to be going to all these stadium renovations and all these upgrades and all the travel and all this other stuff. Now we all know that most of the budget isn't just about football. It goes to the other sports that help carry all those other sports, right? So like uh, your Olympic sports, you know, your swimming, your diving, your gymnastics, things of that nature. Not every school has that, but for the most part, we're talking about football is the, is the one sport that funnels down and pays for everything else. When you shrink that budget and now you don't have that, what do you do? Mm-hmm. What do you do? You can't pay no kid $20,000 a year or however X amount of dollars you want to pay him because now that's times what, 80, 90, 100? It's just not going to happen. There's no way these kids are getting paid. And if they don't want to, if they don't want to play because they want to get paid, that's cool. Either go find another program that somehow is going to pay you, which is not going to happen, or stay home. You have that right to stay home. You can still go to school online, right? Uh, yeah. I would say this. If you're really hell-bent on getting paid and you're really worried about get, contracting the coronavirus, hey, that school should still honor your scholarship. So you Absolutely. could still take courses 100%. online within the comfort of your own home and safety of your own home and not have to worry about it. But we all know, I don't care – how many people out there think that a college degree is like worth everything in their in, in, in everything? Like I paid student loans. That's just how it goes. You know what I mean? So these kids come out and they don't have to pay student loans. Cool. That's one advantage they have over everybody else. Outside of that, they could tear their ACL and guess what? You know, they might not ever be right again. Okay. So is that yeah. worth an education? I mean, if you don't yeah. go to college, if you if you don't go play college football and you still go to school and you get your degree and you don't tear your ACL, okay, so you got to pay back a loan, and, but at least your livelihood is not affected for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, those, sure. it's, a, it's, a, it's a piss poor example, but you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, a piss poor example. Yeah. I you mean, use a, a bad example, huh? <laughs> but I mean, what I'm saying is, is there's no way kids are going to get paid. There's just no way. Not, if anything, this situation is going to force athletic programs to even tighten the screws even more and really buckle down on the fact that they don't want to pay kids. You think the NCAA isn't going to use this to their advantage? Oh man, we almost lost college football because of this pandemic. There's no way they're going to they're going to buckle up and pay kids. There's just no way. And I know college football and college basketball, it's not necessarily a tight-knit community like the NBA community, but the fact that you had a lot of NBA players come together and say we're not going to do this whole bubble thing because we are concerned. Now there were other layers to it other than coronavirus, but I think with the students currently right now, you see Florida State players being very outspoken. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, I outspoken again. It wasn't about coronavirus, but you're starting to see a lot of these Division One football players use their platform. Could you see a, a scenario where the players are like, okay, well, if you're going to have students taking online-only classes and you're not allowed on campus, then why the hell am I on campus right now? And if you're not going to compensate me, then you know what? 
peace out. We're, I, we're, we're going to create a union. We're all going to team up. And I, seriously, I would not be surprised if there are teams that come out and there are players that simply say, look, we are not going to play college football this season with the current conditions. But then on the other side of that, you have players that are entering their junior year. They're looking to increase their draft stock. And we're talking about thousands of dollars for them on the line in the future. So, you know, what do you do there? What do you value? Easy if you're an athletic department. Like, I could give two, you know, what's if you don't want to play, honestly. Because the the name of the game is getting put on TV to play, okay? That's the name of the game. And just like John Willard said, if players opt out because they want to go to the NFL draft, what's what's the difference to me as a fan if a, if a player decides to opt out from coronavirus or because he doesn't want to get hurt for the NFL draft? There is no difference in terms of on-the-field product. There is no difference. They're just not there, okay? So these players are not going to show up. Cool. Do you know how many kids on campus would love to suit up for one college football game? So I don't want to hear I don't want to hear about the fact that, you know, that could potentially be a, a reason why, you know, thousands and thousands of kids across the country are all of a sudden going to form a union band up and fight the system. It's just not going to happen. If they wanted to do it, it would have been done. They wouldn't, they, they, they damn sure wouldn't do it during a pandemic. Okay. Because if they did it during a pandemic, there's plenty of kids there. Look at all the kids that are out there, you know, partying their butts off at the club and at the beach and all this other stuff. You think those kids really give a damn about the, the pandemic? That's why we're in this predicament because people don't want to listen. Those same kids are absolutely willing to throw on a helmet and go run through a wall for said coach. Especially if you're talking about the Alabamas and LSUs of the world. You mean I get to rep this school? I get to be put on the roster and be in the history books. Hell yeah. I'll do that for free. Absolutely. And I'll pay my own way. <laughs> like that's just but how why, it's going to go but, down. But why is my health being put at risk while Joe Schmo can just take his classes online? Because I'm, the NCAA I'm at, says you're expendable. The NCAA has, has, has ridden down that road this entire time. They don't care. They just want their money. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Don't we all want some money? I mean, I mean, I hate to, I hate to say it like that because greed and corruption are, are just horrible. But these kids are, they, they get exposed, they get used. That's what the NSA thinks about them. And until you know the the proper systems can be put in place, the correct systems too. I'm not talking about oh, I want credit for being in a video game. Damn it! Like really, a video game? Cool. You made point zero zero one five cents. For every game that was sold, congratulations. Now you got 150 bucks. Like, was that really worth it? No, Ed O'Bannon, thank you. But, you know, outside of that, you know, we're talking about game tickets and advertising and all the money that goes into these programs. How many times do I have to hear, oh, this third down presented by blah, 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 or this second down, oh, it's a sack, this sack presented by blah, blah, blah. Like everything in sports is sponsored. It is. And at the college level, like there's so much money going into it that people don't even realize. And these kids don't get a, a, a slice of the pie. They get their education. Cool. Hey, that is value. That is absolute value. But at the same time, there is no other job corporation, uh, you know, uh, career field. Whereas a 16, 18, 20 year old, you can't make your own living off of what you do. There's not, there's a prime physicist over in, you know, whatever dorm or whatever. 
he's 18 years old and he cracked the code to XYZ. He, he can sell that patent. He can sell that expertise and he can make millions of dollars. But if you got an elite skill set like a wide receiver or a basketball player, shut up in color. And that's complete BS, but that's the system that they're in right now. There's no way these kids are getting paid during this pandemic. I love the plug for the podcast that you just put in right now. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do. It's, it's total BS, man. <laughs> it's total BS. <laughs> it's absolutely BS, man. Hey man, you, you know what else is BS? What's that? Conspiracy. <laughs> or not, baby. Yes. Yes. The Back. best game out right now. I love conspiracy theory or not the best game out. Uh, the best game nobody ever told you about. There you go. So conspiracy or not, I got a good one for you to start it all off, Justin. Conspiracy or not, Disney created Frozen so that the Google algorithm wouldn't bring up Walt Disney being allegedly cryogenically frozen. There's no way that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Why? You have heard that rumor, right? No, I have not. That, 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 that Walt just Disney... seems, He's just frozen somewhere like he's Han Solo. <laughs> something just, like that yeah just just waiting like one of these days they're just gonna wheel his icy ass out into the public during a parade right <laughs> uh and unfortunately for you, my friend, unfortunately for you it is an actual conspiracy how they they the the rumor out there is that they created frozen the movie so that way every type every time you typed in frozen the movie comes up instead of Walt Disney being Walt frozen. Disney. Wow. Every time I think of the movie Frozen, it's weird, but I always think of Terrence Howard, the, the actor, super random, right? But for a brief point in time, there was a social media trend where everything that had the word uh, man in it, you pronounced it main, like main. Terrence Howard. because. Hey, and in every single one of Terrence Howard's movies, he always says Maine. So, like, for instance, one of my favorite movies, Hustle and Flow. Oh, yeah. Think about how, think about how many times Terrence Howard says Maine. <laughs> so now think about Frozen. They put Terrence Howard's face over the main character. I'm forgetting the princess's name. But Elsa. Elsa. They put yeah. Terrence Howard's face over Elsa with the caption, do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> so every time I think of Frozen, I always think of Terrence Howard. Another Terrence Howard meme that I saw during this trend was it was a map of the United States, and they put Terrence Howard's face over the state of Maine. <laughs> I have not seen that. That's funny. All right, Justin, you're up. So UFC Fight Island took place this past weekend. Kamaru Usman defeated Jorge Masvidal. As expected, he was heavily favored. Why? Because Jorge Masvidal literally had six days notice to fly from Miami, Florida, all the way to Abu Dhabi to participate in this. And not only fly, you know, halfway around the world, but he also had to lose 22 pounds in a week. 22 pounds in a week, and Jorge Masvidal made it so i applaud him for you know getting into the fight i expected him to lose but you know it, it got me thinking and this is my conspiracy theory this is did, a justin original by the way go ahead this is i made uh, no i'm not gonna we'll we'll <laughs> yeah. i kind of spilled the beans we kind of spilled the beans already but was this all a part of the plan did this uh did camera uzman's opponent 
back out because of his injury. So Jorge Masvidal can step right in, possibly take him down, and set up a mega fight with Conor McGregor, who's currently in retirement right now. Masvidal McGregor, you have two of some of the biggest dogs in the UFC. I'm going to say that's uh, no conspiracy. Well, it is a conspiracy. I made it up. That's so not it's not a, so, so, so it's not a conspiracy. Sorry, Justin just sorry, ruined sorry. the game. I man. know. I'm sorry. So <laughs> no, it is. It is not a conspiracy. Um, Dana White. Yes. You go. <laughs> no. D- Dana White has mentioned the thought of Masvidal versus McGregor, and you know how much money UFC oh, yeah. can can rake in with with this fight. I would love to see it. You know. Conor McGregor is kind of like the Brett Favre of UFC. He yeah. retires, he leaves, comes back, comes back mm-hmm. does his thing, and it's like, ah, you know what? I'm going to, you know, step away. I, I think McGregor is going to come back for a big time fight, but I don't think it will be with Masvidal. I think it will be with another opponent, and I think which could set up a rematch with Khabib. So, okay, all right. Well, our, my final one: the gateway to hell is under the Denver International Airport. Absolutely a conspiracy theory. Damn, that was quick. Why? Because the Denver Broncos suck. (laughs) And and, and any... (laughs) What does that have to do with anything? Me? Oh, my God. Repping my bolts right now. Like I said on the last podcast, I'm one of 20 guys still repping the Chargers to this day. Unfortunately. But But my least favorite team is the Denver Broncos, and I can't stand them so much. I hate John Elway and that smug look that he has on his face every time they put the camera on him in the press box. So I don't like Denver, and I think the gateway to hell is under the Denver International Airport. And you would be correct. That is an actual conspiracy. I don't know why, but it is an actual conspiracy. Good job. You uh, were one for two today. Took two shots, one for two. Good job, buddy. And uh, yeah, a conspiracy or not. It's, that's not a bad show, right? There you, you we think, go. You think that's the reason why the Broncos drafted Tim Tebow? They're Ooh. like, hey, we, we got our guy. No, Ooh. no, no. He's not going to hell. He's not going to hell. But we need to stop this conspiracy theory. We need to get Tim, T- Tim Tebow in. Oh, my gosh. I don't know where this show went off the rails at, but uh, we're going to keep the train going. Keep it rolling. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't even know what to do with that one. You know what I mean? Like. You, you got to bring Tim Tebow into this touchdown Jesus almost. You know what I mean? Like, come on. I love now. Tim Tebow, man. He's awesome. Hey, I'll tell you what. I got, I got four words for you. <laughs> you like how I did that, right? Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> with the banjo. You can't go wrong with the banjo. Don't be that guy. Yes, sir. We are back with another episode of Don't Be That Guy. Uh, Justin, you are going to lead it off, my friend. Uh, and I got a video <laughs> to set this up. What the, what, what, what just happened here? 
that was courtesy. <laughs> that was courtesy of ABC out in Florida. Uh, can I see that one more time? Oh, my man, my man needs some sunscreen. Holy crap! What was that? Poor guy. And you know, I feel him on so many levels. I really do. You know, first of all, let's let's backtrack here. ABC posted that video, ABC News, and it's a video of stingrays, huge stingrays off the coast of Florida. And they're swimming right next to uh, beachgoers. And they just make it seem like, oh, look at the stingrays just swimming so elegantly next to all the beachgoers. And then they just throw this dude who looks like, Hellboy. He definitely looks like Hellboy. Speaking of hell, uh, he looks like Hellboy. Uh, and you know how we always do, you know, looking ass. So for those that don't know what we're talking about, anytime you say like so and so looking ass, it's like it, it's you're slandering them. You're <laughs> it, it's it's a light roast, you know. Um, and so people commented on my tweet because I'm the most retweeted and liked comment on that video. Because I, I screenshotted my guy looking so hot Cheeto-esque and said, <laughs> buddy burnt to a crisp. And so many people were saying looking ass. They're like, Hellboy looking ass, yep. uncooked sausage looking ass, hot Cheeto <laughs> looking ass. And they were just going in on this guy. But oh, pick I, pig I, feet looking ass. <laughs> 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 but I feel for him. I really do because – this guy went to the beach, and you know what? He was probably there for four hours, and it was a little bit overcast. Wow. This is my this is my big problem, Saul. Me being a a, a pasty ginger mm -hmm. man, I walk to the mailbox and I get a sunburn. Yeah. So when I go to the beach in California and I see that it's overcast, I'm like, ah, I don't need sunscreen. I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful weather. You're in the water for a few hours, and you come back out. You are cooked yeah. and then you're spending the rest of the afternoon rubbing aloe vera rubbing cocoa butter <laughs> and it's just not a good sight no, so man. i feel i feel for my guy but it's like man you you can see yourself visibly pink red you, sometimes you can't man because it just happens over a course of time you don't realize how red you really are and this dude was like red red you know red. almost like there Purple. was blood in the water red, you know what I mean? Like, and then those are some giant stingrays swimming by them, by the way. And we just kind of coasted past that. But yeah, the, I mean, the redness, crazy on another level. They probably thought it was a giant lobster. They probably that's did. why they didn't do anything. So, so anyways, that's why don't be that guy. Wear so, sunscreen. Yeah, there you go. So don't be that guy this week. Um, it's a little personal to me. Uh, you know, I uh, you know, my kids have, are here with me for the summer. And, you know, they've been cooped up in this house. And we, so we decided, you know what, even in the midst of this pandemic, we're going to try and find a safe, socially distanced activity. And, and we did. We found um, some roller skating. Um, oh, unfortunately, oh. Justin, uh, for your boy right here. Uh, yeah, I should never I should never do that ever, ever, uh, because oh, yes. it was it, it's not. I mean, look how stiff I am. Like. I'm like, it looks like I am walking on ice. It is not pretty. And then if that didn't make matters worse, as we get around to this end loop right here, 
my daughter is trying to get the inside and it's almost as if I'm trying to cut her off and push her out of the way. She pushes me out of the way and is like, get the hell out of the way, dad. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I appreciate all the dads out there that try to do as much as they can for their kids. I did that. Justin, I have not been able to walk straight for three days. My back has just been killing me. I should have stretched better than I did. I need to get my fat butt in shape. Don't be that guy. Do what you got to do. Stay healthy. You're not going to freaking overcome the fountain of youth. Just, oh, man, time is undefeated. And it is weighing a toll on my sorry ass. So let me ask you this all. Your knees, how how were they feeling? My knees were okay. My knees were okay. okay. My knees were okay. You know, I got got a little, you know, I got a little. Because I saw it. <laughs> but every I time it. I every time I tried to dip, like it was like immediately as I came up, I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it was not pretty. Every single time you made a turn, you could see your knees kind of shake a little bit. And yeah. so I was wondering, yeah. you know, were they holding on for dear life or what was the situation like there? Pretty pretty much holding on for dear life. So don't Skating. be that guy. Don't Man, that guy. for a guy that likes roll bounce. I would have thought you'd bounce, be. Man. I would have thought you'd be like a king skater man, tr- out there. Dude, trust me, when I got out there, I thought I was gonna be, and then as soon as I hit the the skates, I was like, oh yeah, no, <laughs> this isn't this isn't like it was when I was in third grade down at Rolero trying to hit on all the girls. Hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, no, that's good, was, Johnny. Uh, it, it was a uh, not 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 very uh not very promising, not very pretty. It was a. Uh, it was pretty bad. So anyway, so we got a little story that I have to bring up. Um, I have, I have this, this group of friends and it's a, it's a family, it's a whole family. And believe it or not, their last name is the hopefuls and the hopefuls have two daughters and these two daughters, uh, have begun some type of a sibling rivalry. I, I don't know. I wouldn't say begun, but one of them, the, you know, Shauna is her name. She has gone on the attack on this girl, Megan, her sister. Megan is the athlete. She has played volleyball um, at multiple levels. She's a coach. Her husband's a coach. Shauna has not played sports. However, Shauna thinks that she can beat her in a foot race. And I have to bring this up because the trash talk has taken a whole new level. Uh, The trash talk uh, started by a simple trophy presentation for whatever reason and uh <laughs> i mean you could you could take a look here it's uh it's uh it's a pretty pretty cool one where uh yeah you can see it right there uh, second place yeah and if you read it closely it says uh to megan uh you know what does it say the great forfeit the great forfeit yeah 2020 the great forfeit 2020 and if that didn't make matters wow. worse yeah that's trash talk right you you produced a trophy for your sister to trash talk and that's not all my friend that is not all because what did she do oh yeah by the way somehow some way this conveniently just happened to be put on her uh uh you know desktop or whatever and it's uh Shauna hopeful she gave herself a trophy for being faster than Megan. <laughs> Definitely faster than Megan. I mean, this is I love this is, it. This is trash talk on a whole new level. If we're starting to incorporate trophies into trash talking, I'm all about that. 
And you know what makes it great? It's not like the modern NBA where you have players subtweeting each other and not going after each other. This is good old-fashioned sibling rivalry using trophies as a way to, to talk trash. And I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anybody use props in that way before. I think that's awesome. Hey, Mom Duke got into it too, just so you know. Oh, really? She said, oh, live sports finally. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, the trash talk is strong in the family. Uh, And so that that was that was pretty funny. Anyway, I just wanted to share that story. I thought it was pretty funny. And I told them I was going to bring it up because uh, trash talk. Now, I will say this right now on the record for anybody who's out there listening. If these two shall race each other, not only will we show that, but we will also bring them on this show to talk trash about it afterwards. Ooh, afterwards, or maybe before you know what? We'll set it, we'll hype it up. We'll be the hype man. Listen, listen, we watched the last dance. I watched the last dance like four (laughs) or five times. One of my favorite things that Michael Jordan said right after I believe it was B, it was a BJ Armstrong Mm -hmm. when he hit the shot against them in the playoffs. And then it shows Michael Jordan the next day holding a baseball bat with Mm -hmm. a cigar, (laughs) and he's like, now. You know, it's easy to talk shit when you're up five, six points. But when it's zero, zero, yeah, that's a, that's a sign of a good man. Or when, yeah. when you're behind and you're still talking shit, that, that's, that's a sign of a good pro. So we get them on beforehand. Let them, you know, kind of – it feels like a, a weigh-in for like a big fight. We're gonna have them come before the race. Absolutely, absolutely. allow them to you know to to say their 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 two cents and, and what they have to say, and then we're gonna get that foot race. Absolutely, and we're gonna have it on the Total BS podcast. Well, we're we're definitely it, gonna hype this thing up. And it may not be live sports, but I'll tell you what, it's sports, and it's during a global global pandemic, and we are in need of sports right now. And the fact that these two siblings use trophies to go at each other to kind of show off, you know, which one's more athletic in the family or at least on the family totem pole. I love it. Let's get them on the podcast. I mean, how about that? You know I mean? Like I, Hey, we gotta, we gotta run, you know, we gotta run just, we gotta see the race. We gotta see the race. If we don't see the race, I'm just going to be so disappointed. So disappointed. Like I have to see the race and uh Oh, Oh, breaking news, folks, breaking news. It's happening. August 2nd. Look at that, baby. Mark it down. There Mark it is. It down. August 2nd. You heard it here first. <laughs> we got a race. Two trash talking sisters. Hey, we it's got, we got, we got, we'll, we'll see the footage and we are also going to get them on this podcast. I promise you that. You heard it here. Shauna and Megan, you're going to, hey, and Judy, if you want to be the hype man, the mom in between the two, the strife, I hope she wears a shirt that's like split right down the middle with Megan and Shauna <laughs> on each side. You know what I mean? Like, like those jerseys that you see when they have two brothers on each team. <laughs> yeah, I think that's awesome. And it, it got me thinking, Saul, if you are listening to this and you want to send us any video of like a friendly competition within your family, whether it's a game of horse, game of one-on-one, running in a foot race, like any competition that you do with a family member or a friend just to kind of, Hey, we got sports going on right now. 
make sure you reach out to us on our social media pages at Total BS Podcast. I think this could be something worthwhile. Hit us up on Facebook or Twitter and we'll share it. I mean, that's what we do. Also, uh, we did mention if you didn't get a chance to download the podcast earlier in the week on Thursday, uh, which is when we drop our second podcast of the week, uh, we are going to be doing a fantasy football league, hopefully, if there's football, um, this season for the NFL. So if you want to be a part of that, just hit us up on Facebook or Twitter and uh, we will put you down. We're, we're only taking 10 and two of the spots are already filled, obviously, uh, these guys, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, make sure that you follow us and uh, drop us a, a line to say that you want to be a part of it. And I can't promise you anything. Uh, I, I, I can promise you. I won't have the number one pick in the fantasy football draft. Oh, I know. This. I know that's been controversial because was it last year? I had my fantasy football league. No, we'll, we'll, do the dra- told- we'll do the draft online. We'll do it right here on the show. We'll pick names out of a hat so everybody can see it's legit. You know what I mean? I'm not going to put like 50 of Saul inside there. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it'll just, <laughs> it'll just be, it'll be nice and uh, cool, but I know, but, but they always, people always, you know, enter leagues and then the commissioner just so happens to have the number one pick. Yeah, but the number one pick doesn't mean that you're going to win the league. See, thank you. I've been, See? I have literally been, I've literally been saying that for an entire year, and people keep yeah. saying that my league was rigged. But you cheat, so I mean, that's <laughs> just how. <laughs> hey, last week we started a segment called "Tell Me Something Good," and we haven't got a graphic for it yet. But um, you know, in this pandemic, there's some ups and downs. Obviously, I shared a, a tweet earlier last week. Uh, it's just one of those days where it just felt like it was just a big crap bomb uh you know you just you're feeling like sad you're feeling depressed you're feeling a little you know there's a lot of despair going on and you're looking out you're like man is this ever going to get better are people ever going to stop politicizing this thing are are people just going to get on the same page for once you don't know it's hard to see the forest through the trees and so we started a segment called don't or uh, i'm sorry tell me something good and uh where we're going to show you know we're going to share some some positive video the nba showed up to Orlando this week. A lot of the players have to sequester to their own room and the Dallas Mavericks to their credit decided to take it up another level. And, uh, they had themselves a little, you know, a little crunk DJ party. That's what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> That's right, baby. The Dallas Mavericks are having a good time during the, the pandemic. And if you can't get a little jazzed up from that, I don't know what, what's what, what's going to do it for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was just some nice feel-good kind of crunk music. You know, you're just you know, feeling the vibe and the beat. And you're just, yeah. Yeah. And I love that the Dallas Mavericks, out of all teams, are just having the time of their lives right now. And I think, you know, a lot of NBA players are feeling it. But you also have some who are – complaining about the food and listen i get it you know you're a multi-millionaire the food that you're accustomed to eating it's not like what you're eating in the bubble right now but you have guys complaining about the food you have guys you have jr smith complaining about how his blanket that the nba gave him for free isn't long enough when he's got a a huge comforter in a bed and all that but then you have the dallas mavericks being DJs, having fun. You have Luka Doncic and, and Boban Marjanovic doing like the like the old Disney Channel commercials where they try to like paint out the 
Mickey Mouse thing, and they're just having the time of their lives. I think it's great, and hopefully they continue to have more fun because there is good content coming out of the bubble right now. Oh, it's all over the place. And you know what? Maybe next week we'll share some of that content for sure. Uh, as you can see, we were jam-packed with content today. And we'll bring more of it to you on Thursday this week. Uh, we do have uh, – who's our special guest, Justin? Arash Markazi joining us uh, from the LA Times. Arash is big time. Uh, he joined the LA Times after working for ESPN for a long time. He's got his own column now. Uh, with the LA Times. He's an LA guy. He's really tied in with the NBA and he's got a great story. You know, yeah. he was severely overweight and he realized that he needed to make a change and he lost over 130 pounds. So if you're doing, if you're in this quarantine and you're kind of feeling stuck, you know, maybe that, you know, you wanted to use this time to focus on your health. I think listening to Arash's story in the middle of the week could really be inspiring. He's written a story about it. He's done multiple interviews about it. Heck, he went to go talk to Arnold Schwarzenegger, and without even like saying anything, Arnold mentioned his journey and said, "I, you know, I've been following you, and I think it's great that ev- what you're doing." To think about this, like one of the most prominent bodybuilders, fi- like key figures in health, is noticing you before you said anything i think that right there says it all so arash markazi very inspirational super tied in with the nba it's going to be a good time in the middle of the week absolutely absolutely so join us on thursday for that and we'll have more coming to you next week on the live stream and maybe an update with the hopefuls and their situation their race uh shauna and megan going shauna and megan 2020 here we go about to throw down because we don't get along here we go so it'll be it'll be fun so hey justin also, be sure to subscribe to the Total BS Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts. And also be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to us on YouTube because we need YouTube subscribers. Yeah, and, absolutely. And rate, review, share with all your friends, share the love because we definitely appreciate it. So, hey, absolutely. You know, you can find all this content on our Facebook and YouTube pages uh and we're we're throwing out clips every single day, every week. So, you know, follow us and that's all we got. See you when you see you. Peace. Free world. Fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You not whack, you just sound whack rapping after.